Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Blueprint. A podcast that's dedicated to having conversations about health, wealth, and opportunities. My name is Abdi Ismail, and I'm your host. This podcast was created to provide the platform to spread, educate, and teach people the means to attain financial freedom and well-being. Much like many of our listeners, I'm a millennial that's simply trying to figure life out, figure ways to succeed in this competitive world, figure ways to get financially ahead, and create what we spoke about earlier, that financial freedom that is critical to be successful. It's no secret that our generation has a different experience than many of the generations before us. We're called the generation of entitlement. We're called the generation of being overspoiled. However, I think our generation is dealing with different challenges than the generations before us. To attain financial freedom in the 21st century, in the modern age of technology, is very different than any other time before that. Therefore, our generation's definition for financial freedom is much different than the generations of the past. The generations that came before us were promised the American dream or some sort of variation depending on the country that you lived. If you worked hard, if you studied and went to school or got to a certain level, you were uh, not promised, but most certainly expected to get ahead in life. However, given the advances that our society has made, the level of competition, when it comes to our generation, that's no longer the case. You could be the most educated, you could be the most experienced, you could be the smartest, but it's much more difficult because we're not only competing with human beings across the world that's interconnected, we're also competing against machines. Now the question is, do we just sit back and relax and watch our future opportunities dwindle to nothing? Or do we take a step back and evaluate how do we get ahead? Now, I think instead of focusing on the American dream or any other variation, depending on where you live in the world, we need to focus on one word, financial freedom. How do we create and foster the opportunities so that we could get our financial freedom and create a life for ourselves? The nine to fives are no longer doing it. I believe for years I went to school, got myself multiple degrees, got myself a nice job, and I'm very thankful and appreciative and gracious for that because not not everybody's in the same place that I'm in but I think in today's society just going to a nine-to-five job and just working for that paycheck you become like a hamster in a wheel keep turning and turning and turning with no end in sight but I think there are opportunities for us we just have to get better at identifying those opportunities like for me one of the things that I've been focused on the last few years is Instead of just working a nine to five job and relying on that paycheck, I have been trying to take the entrepreneurial road, which is a very difficult road. Started in business, failed multiple times, succeeded other times. But in today's market, it's even difficult to start businesses because of the level of competition and the access to capital, which I did not have much of. But I did strive and I did create some headwinds, but not as much as I wanted to. Then, over the last couple of years, I've turned my attention to something else, something very different. I've turned my attention to cryptocurrency, where if you learn how to properly play the game, you could actually create some advantages to yourselves. You could actually get some massive gains. Now, it's not easy. It takes a lot of losing before you start winning, but it can be done. 
and it can be done with not as much capital and it can be done with not as many equipment, knowledge, skills, subscriptions or anything. No, you just have to be willing to do the research. Well, for me, about a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit before the pandemic, I was a little bit curious about cryptocurrency, but I didn't believe in it just like everybody else didn't. However, I heard all these gains and I've seen these people in commercials say, oh, I invested $20 and got 100000 or whatever it was. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but you get my drift. I was like, no way, that's a scam. No way, that's impossible. How do you go from that little to that much? Then, as I kept ignoring it, ignoring it, I see other people making massive gains. So one day I decided, why not get in it? But don't, I didn't have any any skin in the game, but I put $10. I kind of left it there and I bought, I believe it was Bitcoin, yes, the, the granddaddy of them all. And long and behold, I forgot it there for about a couple of years, turned into $400, $10 to $400. Now that's a massive gain. It, yes, the overall it's only $400, but tell me anything in life that you put in $10, get $400 without doing anything. And I'll tell you that's a successful investment strategy. Then I thought to myself, why in the world don't, then I put $100, $1,000, that could have been $5,000, $10,000, whatever um, the ratios or, or the gains would have been. And I thought to myself, I need to learn because I'm one of those people that doesn't just sit back and relax and, and just blindly walk into something. No, 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 no. I like to do my research. And in getting into crypto, I did my research and there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of variables in play, but I learned the basics. And luckily for me, what helped me was my experience in financial industry or, or, or the financial system, because I was an undergrad in finance. I do have an MBA in business management and I have been working in the financial market in the financial industry, not markets for over eight, nine years now. So I do understand the basics of what it, what is an investment? What's a safe investment? What's a risky investment? What are, what are the booms and the busts of the market? You know, what are the influences of the central banks? What are the influences of uh, retail investors versus institutional investors and things like that? That side of it, I understood well. But the other side of it is where crypto is so different, even though it's still the same game. The same variables apply, but there's few more that you have to learn. And I'm just giving you, for example, centralized versus decentralized, wallets versus exchanges, um, ERC tokens versus Binance, BNB tokens, stable coins versus blue chip coins versus what we refer to as crappy coins, which is actually where the most gains are. Um, when is the right time? The bull market, the bear market. And of course, there are a lot of other uh, lessons or things that had to be learned, but they can't be learned all at once. So uh, I consulted with one of my friends who at that time started investing into a token that's now famous, but at that time, nobody really knew. It was called Ship Inu, uh, Ship Army, of course, if anybody's listening. And he made a lot of gains. I mean, I'm not talking millions, but thousands. And I'm like, okay, let me put a little bit in there. I put a little bit in there. And luckily for me, I put it in after its initial pump when it went down, because I understood one thing about any market and all markets, whether it's uh, stocks, bonds, derivatives, real estate, 
don't ever buy at the peak. You take the advice from Warren Buffett, which is buy low, sell high. And by looking, by taking that strategy, I kind of looked at it. I saw it down like almost 90%. I was like, okay, I'll buy. I put a little bit in there. I kind of waited about two months. It went up and then another month or two and went up and another month or two and went up. And all of a sudden, my initial investment 10x, but he, but, 10x in a way that if I if you put in hundred dollars, you make eight hundred dollars, you know, or nine hundred dollars. Not, not in a sense that I put in ten thousand and and 10x that to hundred thousand or more. That wasn't the case, but it was much simpler than that. I started up a little bit, so then I was like, okay, let me wait till it goes down a little bit more. It did. I bought a little more, okay, and then I was like, okay, uh, another fun uh, finance lesson that I've always kept with me is you diversify. You don't put all your eggs in one basket, so. One of the things that I did then, I was like, okay, let me find another token. And I'll talk about this in probably future podcasts, but one of the things that crypto has and one of the great lessons that you will learn is there's something called a gas fee or a GUE uh, if you buy an ERC tokens and then learning the difference between ERC tokens and Binance tokens, which would be another, another. I'll probably talk about it one day in length. Uh, like I said, I'm not trying to teach everybody, but I just want to talk about my journey. And all of a sudden... I got into a token called Wolverine, got into another token called Saitama, got into another to- uh, got into Ethereum itself, uh, got a little bit of Bitcoin because Bitcoin is very expensive, uh, especially because it already made a lot of gains. You know, it's, it's the, it's the, it's 40% of the market. It's the biggest one. So of course it's going to have the biggest market cap, things like that. But, and then all of a sudden, I started learning the game. Every day I learned a little lesson. And I'm one of those people that if I deep, deep dive into any topic and take my time, I will learn it. I will put in the minutes, the hours, the many YouTube videos, the many articles online and read about it and, and learn more. And all of a sudden I started to see the picture. Cause at the beginning, you're, you're not going to see the full picture. You were kind of like a child that's walking into a store or just, it's a game that you don't know anything about. But I was able to leverage the knowledge that I had from my schooling and from my education, of course, and and my my experience within the financial industry. I started to see the similarities. I started to take the cues. And that allowed me to okay, I, I can not only play this game and speculate and trade and day trade, night trade and long-term, short-term trades, but I was able to start winning. Now, there's in, in crypto, there's something called the fear and greed index, which is a very true thing. I started winning, doubling, tripling, quadrupling 10x in my investment, but I forgot one fundamental rule. You take profits, you get out while you're ahead. But of course, just like everybody else, I got greedy. And once I got greedy, I kept waiting for that new all-time high. It jumped in another 5%, 10% until the entire market crashed. But that in itself was a good lesson. I had to focus on buying the dip, utilizing the bear market to increase my positions and to truly understand what lies under all cryptocurrency which is the utility utility being the use case of this cryptocurrency if something has no use case even if it's doing great today it will disappear tomorrow because it has no use case but if something i'll give you an example apple 
Apple's the company. Apple's use case is they make phones. So if all else fails, they're going to make their phones or they're going to make their iPads, iPods, and, and MacBooks and whatever. So if all else fails, their stock price or whatever, they still have their core products line that they that they could rely on kind of crypto is the same it's a different thing but the, the underlying concept is still the same which is if a crypto has a use case it could survive the long term well now that you've heard some of my journey in crypto which i'll be i'm sure talking about more in episodes to come i would like to tell you what some of the focuses for the future episodes of this podcast will be they'll be focused on keys to financial freedom as we mentioned multiple times market updates and general financial news. Thank you for listening and see you soon in episode number three.